This episode of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast is brought to you by Palms and Parks. They are high-quality t-shirts and tank tops that have cool, fun designs that help show off your love for Disney in a unique and smart way. Visit them at palmsandparks.com and check out what their store has to offer. There's something there for everyone. The time is now on an evening very much like the one we have recorded on. Tonight's episode of Nocturnal Disney is somewhat unique. It calls for a different kind of introduction. This, as you may recognize, is a recorded podcast, still in operation, waiting for you. We invite you to listen through, because in tonight's episode, you are the star. And this show takes us directly to... The Nocturnal Disney Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 32 of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. My name is Bryce, and I'm here with my buddy Chris. We appreciate you listening. If you want to join in on our discussion, just search the Nocturnal Disney Podcast on Facebook and join our little group. You can email me at bryce at nocturnaldisneypodcast.com. That's B-R-I-C-E at nocturnaldisneypodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, all separated by underscores. Chris, we had an extremely long episode last week, man, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It was a two-hour epic. Everything was insane. Yeah. When I was editing it, I was like, oh my god, this thing is two hours? Really? But it was a good episode, I think. Me too. I was surprised because I, I didn't feel like we had a whole lot to talk about, but uh, apparently I was wrong. Apparently dead wrong. <laughs> but this week, we promise we won't make it as long. We're going to be talking about some things Kevin Feige said about the different Marvel shows that are coming to Disney+. Plus. Because it all came out with Captain Marvel, we're going to be talking about the Rotten Tomatoes situation that's going on right now. And we're also going to be talking about the new Lion King poster. Then when we go over to the parks, we're going to talk about the new magnets that we have. We're going to be talking about Fast Passes and Galaxy's Edge. We're also going to be talking about the Tower of Terror, which that is going to be an interesting conversation, I think. Then we're going to head over to the resorts. We're going to talk about a new merchandise release, and then we're also going to talk about a new mug that's going to come out. Then we're going to wrap everything up with a nice review of the Yak and Yeti and Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. But for now, man, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Let's go. All right, man, so the first thing I want to talk about tonight is Kevin Feige came out and was talking with comicbook.com, and he actually said that the new shows that are supposed to be coming out on Disney Plus for the Marvel characters, like Loki, the you have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you also have the Vision and Scarlet Witch shows, he said that they are all going to be tied into the actual MCU. Now, what do you think about that? Doesn't surprise me. No? I was expecting them to be. <laughs> yeah. Why would they not be? Exactly. Like, this feels like it's one of those things like, uh, no duh. Yeah. But at the same time, we were told before, hey, this show is going to tie directly into the MCU, and then we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah, but even then, that's still not even on the same level. Agent Coulson is no like at the time he was as beloved. People forgot long about him, but I'm saying like <laughs> Loki and uh, Scarlet Witch and and uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. 
they're like going on right now in the MCU, you know. So it made so that's why it's like to me it's a little bit different, you know. Oh, you're absolutely right. In the article, he said that it's going to tie into the past, the present, and the future of the MCU. Sounds interesting. It does, but it's also confusing because, I mean, obviously we knew most of these deaths weren't going to stick, Mm -hmm. but literally everybody who was said to have a show on Disney Plus was killed in Infinity War. Yeah. I remember that episode. That was good. We just figured it out right then and there. And I'm sure there was many people talking about it. I mean, you were like, oh. <laughs> exactly. I'm a little slow. It's all right. That's not mine. But what I'm saying is now we know for a certainty these shows are going to somehow tie into the future of the MCU. I'm like, I don't know that I like knowing that. Yeah. You know? Because who knew? I mean, the Disney Plus show for Loki could have been right up until he got on the ship to go meet Thanos. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I kind of wish he hadn't said anything. But at the same time, I understand you're trying to hype your, your new product and kind of get it out into the consciousness. What better way than, to, hey, you know those movies you love, that there's 20 of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we have TV shows that are going to tie directly into that. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> something to look forward to. I think so too, man. I'm excited about it. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was it's kind of tied into the whole thing because Captain Marvel, remember last week we were saying, oh, it was getting wonderful reviews, Yeah. right? Now, if you go to the Rotten Tomatoes website for Captain Marvel, it is getting blasted. Yeah. Blasted by people who haven't seen the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's exactly what you want for your movie reviews, someone who hasn't seen the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's been a problem for a while. You know, you have people like, oh, make the Dark Knight better than Godfather. So people would actually get onto Rotten Tomatoes, (laughs) make troll accounts, and boost the stats of the Dark Knight. That way it went higher than Godfather. That's not that big of a deal, really, but... It's annoying, you know, because yeah. you're trying to have a, a metric and you can't because people are screwing with you. Yeah, it 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 plays into how I ultimately feel about critics in general and, and just making a score of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and you are critics in our own way because we talk about it. But, I mean, I feel when you're talking about something like Rotten Tomatoes, which is supposed to gather up all these reviews from all these people, right, amateurs and critics, you know, you get – you get you get trolls, you know, you get people that are in it for the wrong reason. And like that's where it just kind of has always bugged me, you know, like why we have rotten tomatoes in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Because it draws negativity. It's always gonna be negative. You can have a great movie, but if it's usually somewhere in the Star Wars, Marvel and DC, oh yeah, there's always gonna be controversy. Exactly. Know? And that's why I've always steered clear away from the fan rating and I've always really focused on the critic rating. Yeah. Because most likely they're not there to screw around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But fans and audience members are. Yeah. So I've always kind of steered clear of that. Now you might be asking yourself, now Bryce, you said that fans were trashing Captain Marvel. How can that possibly be? The movie is a week away. And I'd say to you, you're correct. But for some reason... Rotten Tomatoes would allow you to go on there and rate the movie before it came out, which I have never understood that for a second. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. 
Mm-hmm. Like, why would you make that option even available? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what the president of Fandango and Rotten Tomatoes ended up doing was saying, you know what? No more. I tried to give you something nice, and now I'm taking it away. And now, because of Captain Marvel, no one can comment on movies that they haven't seen yet. Well, <laughs> not that the ones mm. that they haven't come out yet, I should say, like that. All right. But, like, that's crazy to me. I cannot believe it took something like this to get to the point where, hey, they are just obliterating this thing. They are just throwing negativity at it left and right for literally no reason. Uh, maybe we should step in and do something. Mm-hmm. And then they finally did, which is great. I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, is this long overdue? Yeah, it, it is long overdue. It's ridiculous. If you give any trust to anybody on the internet, <laughs> it's going to always and always will be abused. That's just how I see it, uh, especially when it comes to these properties. I mean, we see how mean people can be. Look at what, and you know how much I detest test rose in star wars oh sure me too but as a person i don't hate this girl well of course not. and that she would be seems foolish. like a good actress it's just what she was doing was not working with me but we see the amount of hate the death threats the racism that was thrown at her through social media so and it's all has to do with these people that are just kind of pathetic and they got nothing to do other than just bash and bash and really attack people. In this case, you know, with Captain Marvel, we got these guys who are, and I'm assuming majority of them are guys who are doing it because she made that white man comment, right? Which is ridiculous. It's 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 a stupid thing. Whatever side you're on, no one. It's a movie should be graded by itself. You know, always. well, of course it should. You know, so I think it's definitely long overdue, and I'm very happy that they finally did it. I mean, it's just the only thing is, is like, why didn't this happen sooner? But I'm happy it's done. Whatever. I agree. And for someone to get death threats because they did something in a movie that you didn't like, as much as I enjoy movies and as much as I can get swept up in the story, Mm -hmm. there is never an instant. Not a moment where I'm like, hey, this is real life, ever. And so if you can think that, why on earth would you say they did something I didn't like in that fictional space and therefore the real person should no longer exist? Well, the thing is, is like I get I get being angry at stuff. I get I get the disappointment. I get that. I, I get, get all of but that. Not but, death threats. Right. But you got people whose whole life is this one thing. And if you're obsessed with something... Great. I mean, I guess all of us have weird obsessions, but sure. there's also the difference between a healthy obsession and, and one that really isn't. And, and you know, we like Disney, but I mean, it's like we keep everything in its proper place. You know what I'm saying? So, right. And these people need to learn to do the same. You know, they need to get their emotions in check. I would agree with that because, man, it, it just needs to stop. But I don't think that this is going to have anything, uh, to screw the movie up. I really don't. No, I, I don't mean, think it's so It's already either. got so many positive reviews. This story's made so many headlines that people are going to be like, this is stupid. I'm not paying attention to the audience score, which if I'm going to be honest, why is there even an audience score? I, I always... I don't know. I never understood it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe to feel like you're included, I guess? Yeah, like I... the. Uh, then it's, we're going to go down a rabbit hole when it comes to critics, and I can just go <laughs> down that rabbit hole, period. 
you know, just critics alone. But I'm just saying, if we're going to allow critics and they are a top critic, a critic with credentials, sure, allow them. That's it. And then the rest of the public, just if you want to voice something on Facebook, you want to voice something on Instagram, you want to voice something on YouTube, do it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, to just cut the crap. Stop with this favoritism. You know what I'm saying? Because then we'll see it with DC movies. We see it with Marvel movies. We see it with Star Wars movies. People are like, one movie can be bashed, and you'll have a ton of people like, this is the greatest movie of all time. So it's like to avoid these fights, like, you know, to avoid the confusion, just get rid of it. Just cut it out personally. Just me personally. No, no, no. I, I actually agree with you on that because there are platforms that you go to that you want to have someone with some knowledge Talk to you, right. you know, like Rotten Tomatoes. If you want to go to a movie and you're like, huh, I wonder how good this movie is. You don't care what John down the street thinks of the movie. Yeah. You know, you don't. But you do care about you know, Roger Ebert, right? Yeah. Or, or somebody like it, it's that. It's like going to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I want a doctor telling me what my problem is? Or let me ask, you know, Johnny from up the street and see what his thought is. It's like the dude sitting in the waiting room. Yeah. And I know we're all people. And I know every like like we have this podcast because we want to talk about things and we like expressing ourselves. Exactly. Well, then do that. Right. Like do that then. Like, you know. And you have platforms for that. You have, like you said. Facebook, There's so Instagram, many avenues Twitter. for discussion other than you than than just like for inclusion purposes that they're like, hey, let's throw that because it's very hard to monitor that, you know? Oh yeah. How do you stop someone from making double accounts of something or triple accounts? You can't. So it's like for me, I've just been like, let's just cut the cancer out, get it out of there. Let's keep these top critics, the you know, critics that mean anything. Let's sure. keep them in there, you know, but get rid of the audience score personally. No. I agree. Time for change. Shake up the establishment, I say. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's go on to something a little more fun. I like The Lion King. You like The Lion King. Yeah. I saw the new poster. You saw the new poster. What did you think? I mean, summed it all up in a picture. It was really nice. It's it's a heartfelt, tender picture, I feel. Well, it's one of the more iconic shots from the animated film, where Mufasa's taking Simba up to the top of Pride Rock, everything the light touches is our kingdom. That's awesome. That is a great shot. Mm-hmm. Not only is it an iconic shot, it's been memed to death. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I do like about these live-action reboots. Disney does look at what the old one did well, and then they'll incorporate that into the live-action one. And then they'll look at some of the plot holes and they'll try to fill those. Like, they filled a lot of plot holes that Animated Beauty and the Beast had in the live-action one. Mm-hmm. It just makes me happy, you know? Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. It's a nice poster. It gets me more hyped for this movie. You know, I'm I'm ready for it. Much more hyped for this movie than Aladdin. I wish Aladdin was on this <laughs> level right now. But, other, but, I mean, it looks good. It got me pumped. I'm excited. And, uh... I just can't wait for the movie to come around. What do you think then of Aladdin kind of being like a sleeper? Like, oh man, no one's talking about it. That'd be Everybody great. thinks it looks I bad. I would love for me and you to walk into the movie and just be blown away. But I mean That's how I felt about Venom. But we're not gonna get that with this movie. We there's gonna be so much press beforehand for this movie, you know. Oh, like, for Aladdin or for Lion King. Yeah. Right, right. No, yeah. I I agree. No. Lion King is either going to be phenomenal 
or it's going to be terrible. There's going to be no middle ground. <laughs> the movie might come out and it might legitimately be just okay, but because of how much hype is in this movie, people aren't going to let it be just okay. If the movie is okay, it's awful. Yeah, well, you got John Favreau doing it. I mean, it, the, every move, everything is pointing in the direction of this movie is going to be awesome. Right. Like this is going to be a. This might be one of the remakes that might challenge the original. You know, like mm-hmm. that's and that's what we want to see. Like oh, you know, I don't want to get just a rehash and like, eh, yeah, we're going to shoot for the stars. That's what I want. You mm-hmm. know, to always try to be better. Whether or not that that remains to be seen, but it, it happened for me at least. It happened with Jungle Book. And I would say for the majority amount of people that happened with Jungle Book. So, you know, it got me excited. I like the poster. It's a very sweet poster. Yeah. I like Jungle Book way more than I like the original one. I mean, a lot. The night first night one, and day for me. Yeah, the first one I found, honestly, a little bit boring. Like, I really like the music in it, and yeah. I really wish that they had put more of the music in the remake. Mm-hmm. But I understand you don't. Eh, at least we got to hear Christopher Walken sing as a giant orangutan. That made me happy. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but you brought up like, oh, I want to see how faithful they'll be to the original. Like, do you think that this movie is going to be a shot-for-shot remake? Because, like, personally, I don't. You know, we already know mm-hmm. that Be Prepared is not going to be in the movie. Well, like, it, it goes to that new trailer that came out just recently. It's like a minute trailer. I know you said you didn't really see it, but it's it's nothing original. It just has, like, the score playing, which, of course, gets you pumped. And all it is is just Rafiki that kind of just comes up on the, the rock, breaks open that root or whatever, and puts that powder over uh, Simba's face. You know, like, m- the line across his forehead. And yeah, yeah. And he sneezes, ah. which is adorable. It is. But that literally was, like, almost a shot for shot. You know, right. I know a lot of people have been talking about that. I don't think so. Because Jungle Book wasn't shot for shot right and you don't get the talent that is john favreau to just make a shot for shot movie you know but if ever there was a scene to be remade shot for shot from animation like 2d animation to like this photorealistic stuff mm-hmm. man it would be that opening shot from lion king yeah oh yeah like like i remember seeing that movie in 3d the 2d animated one obviously mm-hmm it blew me away. Like, it is majestic. Like, when you're flying with the flamingos over the Optus Serengeti, yeah. you're like, wow. Like, you can see just, like, the speed that they're going at, and it's, just, it's awesome. Yeah. God, I love that scene. It is. It's a great scene. It really is good. Man, that's good. Ah, oh, man. What, what's going on here? I'm sorry, dude. We're down for refurbishments. All right. As usual, we're going to start out here in Orlando, so let's go over to Magic Kingdom. And here, we have the Walt Disney World Railroad down. And guys, that's all three stations, Fantasyland, Frontierland, and Main Street USA. Unfortunately, we don't know when that thing's going to be back open again, so that is unfortunate. As of right now, the Tomorrowland Speedway is also down, and that is presumably going to be back open on May 18th. And opening back up on March 25th, is going to be Casey Jr.'s Splash and Soak Station. If you'll follow me out to Hollywood Studios for a moment, we have to talk about Beauty and the Beast live on stage. That closed down back on February 24th, but it's going to be reopened again on March 10th. Over in Animal Kingdom, the Kelly River Rapids are still down. They are supposed to be open back on March 23rd. 
So fortunately, that'll be just in time for nice spring weather that's really, really hot. That's so hot, it's just really uncalled for. (laughs) And on March 17th, Typhoon Lagoon is going to reopen in all of its glory, guys. I would also like to mention that September 1st, 2019 is going to be the last day you're going to be able to see Illuminations, Reflections of Earth at Epcot. Now, if you would be so kind as to follow me out to California at Disneyland, the Astro Orbiters are down, and they're going to be down until April 5th. The Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough is down right now, and unfortunately, we don't know exactly when that's going to be reopening again. Fantasmic and the Sailing Ship Columbia are both down, and they're going to be opening again on March 8th. The Mint Julep Bar is currently closed, but on March 2nd, it's going to be back open, guys, so, so be prepared to enjoy some of those. Space Mountain is down, but that's only until March 15th, and we have a future closing of Indiana Jones Adventure that's going to close on March 19th. It's only going to need a little bit of a break, though, guys, because he's going to be reopening again on March 22nd. Out in California Adventure, we have the Grizzly River Rundown. That is supposedly going to be open back on March 29th. And then, just yesterday, guys, the Silly Symphony Swings, both the singles and the tandem went down. And unfortunately, we just don't know when they're going to be open again. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we'd like to welcome you to the Magic Kingdom. All right, man, so I know that I, for a long time, was making my own annual pass decals because Disney wouldn't send me mine, and when they did, they'd get broken and damaged, and I was like, forget it, I'm making my own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they get bent. Exactly. But some people take a lot of problem with that, which is fine, and I get it. But Disney has put out some brand new magnets. And whenever they do, I feel like people get really, really excited, right? Yeah. Like, do you get excited for them? Yes and no. I like having them on when I'm going to Disney. Right. You know, it's just part of the feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like, I don't know why, but I got to put it on my car when I go to Disney. <laughs> just, it's just part of that, you know, basic everybody does it. <laughs> You know, it kind of gives you the Disney feel, but it's not something that I'm like, I'm going to throw on my car all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy in a way that it's just a magnet. So, right. Which kind of frustrates me when it does get bent. Yeah, exactly. It's infuriating. Or when somebody steals it off your car. Yeah. Man. Oh my gosh. That's why I want decals, man. That's, that's the way to go. It sticks to your car window and you're good. You're solid. They can't steal that. Get Bryce to get you guys some. They're, they're really nice. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. But Disney, like I said, comes out with their own and they've actually come out with two new ones like we have a number of them from mickey we have the classic mickey we have the new mickey we have a mini a goofy a donald and now because of the flower and garden festival here at epcot we're actually able to add pluto and daisy to the collection so if you have something go check it out oh yeah they also have figment did you know that yeah i got two figments right now did you get two figments yeah nice i like that did you get the chef mickey no Chef Mickey. Oh, I got the Chef Mickey. I was very happy. It's on my refrigerator because that thing's That's where I'll put them. I just put them all over my refrigerator. Right? Yeah. Nice. But, dude, these new ones actually look really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The Pluto one, it's got like a mint green background. It's got some like bright green leaves blowing around it. Mm-hmm. Pluto's got his left ear up and he's looking at you and all happy. Looks nice. cute. Yeah. And then the Daisy one looks 
very much like the Donald one in that it's a duck. I mean, <laughs> Daisy's <laughs> a ripoff of Donald, man. In that it's a duck. <laughs> well, you want to go down that road, so is Minnie. No, she very much is. I agree. <laughs> but Daisy's is cool, though. She's got a pink background, and she's got some yellow flowers on it. It looks really cute. Yeah. Disney said, look, it would be too much to give these both away at the same time. We just, we can't do that. It, it would give our fans too much joy. <laughs> so we have to hold back. Yeah. And we're going to hold back. So from March 6th to April 10th, you can get Pluto. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then from April 11th to June 3rd, you can get Daisy. So Disney's really just saying, hey, if you want to collect free things, you must come back and give us more money. It's a good policy. Exactly. You can't fault them for it. I no. like it. <laughs> I mean, if I'm looking to add more money, I mean, that's a very good way to do things. Printed. Come up here, guys. <laughs> exactly. And if you get them printed in bulk, it's, it costs nothing. Speaking of making more money, let's go over to Hollywood Studios. Okay. This will be what? The 67th time that we've brought up the fact that Star Wars Land, when it opens, is going to be busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Too many times. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing we've always said is fast passes for this thing are going to go by, no question, instantly. Yeah. yeah. There's no chance you're going to be able to get them. None. None whatsoever. And Disney thought about that, and they said, you know, that's really not fair uh, that, that everybody doesn't have the opportunity to get them. So out of the goodness of their heart, mm-hmm. they have come down off their mountain and said, guys, if you want a fast pass for either Smuggler's Run or Rise of the Resistance, you can have them for money. Hmm. They are selling Fast Passes. How much? Well, I take that back. I should say they are pondering it. They are considering it. Uh, that's scary. But I say that they are going to do it because they are doing it out in Disneyland. Apparently, it's something that's been going on for a while now. Wow. Out in Disneyland. Mm. I didn't know that. But the report that I was reading did say that there will be a number of fast passes held over mm-hmm. for monetization. Man, that is a dark, slippery slope, man. Well, it's. I think the reason why it's out in Disneyland is because Disneyland is so small, you know, right. and you got so many people. You got like close to probably a lot of the same amount of people that come here. Probably not as much, but I'm saying, can you imagine the traffic over and just in that one place? Sure, especially when the Star Wars opens. In Disneyland, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be freaking crazy. So oh, sure. I can understand, but I think it's only a matter of time before that comes across our way. And I can see the benefits and the negatives to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just hope that they don't. It's not a, like an arm and a leg. How much do you think it would be to buy one fast pass for one attraction yeah. in Star Wars Land? Yeah, like well, how much would you pay? Like you cannot find a fast pass, so. You know, you've been go. Let's say, let's say you did everything. You've been trying to go early. You've done all that. You've gone to the parks several times. You just haven't been able to do it. What would you do? How much would you pay? And I mean, top, top, as a passive holder member. Yeah. Oh man, it's not gonna be much. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, that's fine. Like, like really, twenty bucks per. Yeah, per thing. That's. A lot. That's like, that insanity. Is I, I know. I know. <laughs> That's insanity. Because I'm thinking about it. Like, like tops for me is like ten bucks. Exactly. That because I mean, and and I feel like Disney better look at it that way because I mean 
10 bucks you're you're spending stupid money in Disney anyway. 10 bucks is a nice little medium. You know what I'm saying? Like I can throw 10 bucks for me and my wife $20 to ride your ride. I mean, I agree. I feel like that's a decent like to me that's that's like the bar. Like as you being generous. Yeah. No, I I completely understand and I com- like I said 20 bucks. And that is like, man, I would pay it, but I would pay it under protest. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing this once and only because I want to ride that stupid ride. Gotcha. But maybe Disney's banking on that. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think there's two reasons why this is so annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Number one is because we have been given this for free for so long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When it first came out, the whole idea and the concept behind Fast Pass, it's not Disney being malevolent and like, oh, you guys don't want to wait in line? Don't worry. Go wait in the shade. You'll be okay. Relax. No, it was a way to get people back into the shops so they'd buy more crap, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea. So Disney gave us the Fast Passes for free. Yeah. But you see, I can see why it's come to this, though. And and like that's where I said there's good there's good for this and there's negative and the negative is yeah we got to pay money mm-hmm. but if we're looking at the positives right now I'd be willing to shell out ten I say this nauseatingly maybe fifteen dollars for flights of passage now because I haven't ridden it yet I can't find a fast pass for it I'm not spending my vacation waking up at the break of dawn standing in line with people running you know running to flights of passage I'm not doing that on my vacation I hear you so. You know, what's the next thing that's available? Sure. You got to pay. So I can understand that. Like, but it, like, because you're finally guaranteed something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, the other thing that's kind of weird to me in this whole situation is that Disney gave us these fast passes for free, but they're really the only place that has ever given the fast passes away for free because. Fast Pass isn't like unique to Disneyland or Disney World either, you know. Mm. You go to Universal, you can get Fast Passes there. You go to Six Flags, you can get Fast Passes there. Well, they don't call them Fast Passes, they call them Flash Passes. It's like based that. on the Flash. I like that. Me too, I liked it. But you have to pay for them. And typically, the thing is, you pay once, you say, hey, here's 50 bucks for the day, and then you can go and ride all of the rides all day with that fast pass as that's, many times as you want it's sweet. really nice that's sweet right and so i think to see disney monetizing the fast pass which they have originally given us for free but then sectioning them off and selling them piece by piece that mm-hmm. is what really irks me that's where i feel like this gets really it's dirty out of hand yeah yeah kind of yeah i mean i i but you know what i can understand if it's I hopefully it'll just stay something like Star Wars related, maybe Avatar, but like if it just, how would you feel if they did this just for Star Wars? Just because of the fact, like like you keep saying many times we've talked on the show, how crazy it's going to be, you know, with the fast passes, how crazy it's going to be with just getting into the park. So I mean, can, how would you feel if it was just limited to Star Wars? I don't think it makes a difference because they're still going to be taken up. The only difference is now instead of getting them free. Disney's getting an extra $10 a shot, you know? And I should say this, that Disney is not going to say all of these fast passes, you can only buy them if you want them. Like, they are going to make them available for free the way that they have been throughout, but this is an option for you to do it if you want. And I feel 
like what you said, I can't get in there. There's no way I'm going to get a fast pass. I'm going to go for a sure thing. So now you have a bunch of people <laughs> doing buying that. fast passes, yeah. right? And now they're all going at the same time. Your line is just as long as the standby line. It's going to make it a wash. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So, like, honestly, I can, I'm actually very much against it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I do see the benefit and I can see the upside and I can see what they're thinking. Yeah. But unless they have, like, listen, I have five fast passes for eight o'clock and I have five fast passes for nine o'clock and they limit it to just that, which I don't think they'll do, I see Disney way overselling what they got. Yeah. Well, now I'm sad. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Let's stay in Hollywood Studios and talk about the Tower of Terror. Okay. Okay. But before we start talking about the Tower of Terror here in Hollywood Studios in Orlando, let's go out to California real quick. Back in 2016, and I know you know this, Guardians of the Galaxy took over Tower of Terror. People were distraught. Yeah. They were really upset. And I think it's because Tower of Terror is such a unique thing in Disney. Just Disney, period. Yeah. And it's not that the fact that, oh, it's a drop tower, and they don't have anything else like that, which they really don't. But I think it's the fact that it's a little step back from just the saccharine sweet, hey, we love everything and everything loves you. Yeah. It's something a bit more creepy. It's something a bit more menacing. Yeah. Right? You have something like Haunted Mansion that is the same thing mm-hmm. you used to have the ride alien encounter which man i rode that right before it was shut down i've never forgotten it it scared the crap out of me as a kid <laughs> like it was really really bad <laughs> so i think that's what it is i think it's just a different tone and people enjoy that you know yeah so in 2016 it got changed to the guardians ride Everyone was concerned that out here, oh, God, it's going to get changed. It's going to get changed. It's going to get changed. Came out, obviously. It's fine. It's still the Twilight Zone's Tower of Terror. And you say, now in 2019, Bryce, why are you bringing this up? It's because Jordan Peele, the guy who directed Get Out, and he's actually directing this other movie called Us, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if you've seen the trailers for, dude, looks crazy. I'm saying it's multiple dimensions. I'm very excited for it. (laughs) But in any case, look... He's directing The Twilight Zone, right? which is kind of odd since he came from a comedy background. Such a metal Super Bowl trailer. I loved it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was great. Yeah. So you had that, and a lot of people are now like, oh, my God, The Twilight Zone. I cannot wait. It sounds awesome. It looks so cool. What are the odds, do you think, that if Jordan Peele comes out makes a awesome show, just knock out, drag down, you've done awesome. Twilight Zone reboot could not have been better that the IP then becomes too expensive for Disney to keep in the parks. Because it's been the Twilight Zone forever, but the last time the Twilight Zone was like really popular was what, back in the 70s? Yeah, but there still is a big following for it. Yeah, but not, not like this. Like I can't get Jamie to watch the Twilight Zone. I love The Twilight Zone. Yeah. I think it's some of the coolest shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Black Mirror is essentially an updated version of The Twilight Zone. Mm. And now The Twilight Zone is coming back out. I think it's really going to renew a lot of interest in this old TV series. Yeah. 
And I think Twilight Zone is going to start generating a lot of money again, which is then going to make that property more expensive and more desired. So I think it'll make the ride more popular in the park, but I do worry that it's going to be too expensive and Disney's going to say, eh, forget it. We'll make it something else. Like, do you see that happening at all? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because, I mean, if you're willing to do it in one of your parks, and I think that's what we're, if you're a smart company, you look within, see what you got. As opposed to looking out. And whenever you can save a buck or two. I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime recently. Dude, it should become a tangled ride. And then you ride Rapunzel's hair out the tower. Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) No, but you're right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. no. That's that's funny. Because, I mean, all we have for Rapunzel is a bathroom. Exactly. But, I mean, yeah, I think that they're going to ultimately going to look within. And if it is, like you said, if it becomes popular and it becomes a smash hit and it, you know, there is a problem with keeping, you know, it going up, the rights, whatever have you. Sure, I can see them getting rid of it. And I think Disney's going to do what it always does. They're going to get rid of it. We're going to we're going to cry about it. And then they'll put something in there that's going to look nice and shiny, you know. Right. You know, the they'll throw in freaking Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet ride or something like that, and we're going to just shut up and be like, okay, that's that's pretty sweet. Right. The only people that are going to be really hurt are people like you who really, really love that ride. Otherwise, I don't know. Well, i got to be honest. Like, 80% of the appeal of that ride really does come from the ambiance and the theming of it being the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I mean— that's what that's what when we said the review that was pretty much our my take of it too. It wasn't like oh my god that ride was awesome. It was just more or right. less that the build up everything but you know what you see before the story and then afterward you know that is what really makes the ride. You know oh absolutely. Now the one out in California becoming the Guardians of the Galaxy that wasn't just like happenstance. They weren't like, "Eh, let's see if a Guardians of the Galaxy ride would be good here. They're actually making a Marvel land out in California. And that was one of the first attractions that's going to be this overall Marvel land. Mm -hmm. So they weren't just like shooting in the dark. What do you think they could do here in Orlando as a way to be like, well, okay, we have to take away the Twilight Zone aspect of it, but we're going to put this... And it's going to make it awesome. I mean, do you have anything, do you think? No. <laughs> I mean, they ha- like, I'm trying to think of, like, the structure of the building. I mean, you're, they're probably going to try to keep it. You know, like, you want to save money, so, I mean, you're going to want to probably keep it another drop ride. Sure. Right? Oh, absolutely. Right? So, I mean. Absolutely. I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean. Especially now, since that has essentially become Hollywood Studios' mascot. Yeah. You know, and I think it's going to remain the mascot for as long as the Twilight Zone is there even over something like the Death Star, because the Death Star is going to be cool, but I don't think it's going to have like the same impact on the skyline overall that the Tower of Terror is going to have. Yeah. No, you raise a good question. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, and especially of where it's at, like thematically in the park, and also how the back of the building interacts with Epcot. Because in Morocco, if you look at Morocco, you can see the very top of the Tower of Terror. Yeah. That's why it's that color, and that's why it's got the spires on the top of it. Yeah, so it kind of blends in a little bit. Exactly. So what can you do with that, trying to keep it blended into Morocco and Epcot, but also keeping the same theming of 
hey, this is Sunset Boulevard in California, you know, because that's why that's there. That's why you have G-Force Records right there with the Aerosmith ride. I honestly, believe it or not, I think if they ever did have to do it because of the amount, like I'm looking at a lot of the problems you're giving me. Right. And I guess, and you know what, that's why they have Imagineers and that's why they get paid a trillion dollars. (laughs) But I'm just also speaking from the point of like, if I'm Disney too, like, you got to invest money to make money, you know, and like there's no shortage of that. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if they just completely knocked it down. You don't have that problem with the Moroccan, the trying to blend it in with Morocco or anything like that. Create a new ride, something different for the place, because, you know, all everybody's going to keep doing, like you said, it, it's like a mascot, right? That big, tall sure. building. Knock it down. Best way to get rid of nostalgia, knock it down and then create something different. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be opposed to another roller coaster. I wouldn't be opposed to something, just something else. You know what I'm saying? Other than being dropped. So that's just what I say, buddy. You're shaking your head at me. You're, you are the devil, Chris. I, I, maybe, but you're also <laughs> you're also telling me, you're presenting me a problem, though. Everything you love about it is going to be gone. That's you're what I'm right. trying to say. No, no, you I might get as well it. knock it knock it down and make it something different rather than try to shoehorn another Disney property into another drop ride. You know what no, I'm no. saying? I completely understand what you're saying. It's just, man, to see the Tower of Terror go down, and this might seem like a little dramatic, but I feel like it would truly be equivalent for me, like if somebody who watched, you know, Magic Kingdom open, watched Cinderella's castle get destroyed. Hollywood Studios for me has always been synonymous mm-hmm. with Tower of Terror. Like that's just been the the first thing I think of when I think of that park. So to think of it going away, man, it it hurts me a little. I'm I'm kind of sad. You'll get over it and you'll be back. Yeah, I'm sure I will. So I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, that that's just what you got to think of. I'm I'm saying you everything we're talking about is hypothetical. It is. 100%. Absolutely. So like we're talking about this as a reality and you're looking really sad right now. <laughs> I think and I think you got plenty of time to write it. All I'm saying is is in this hypothetical world in this twilight zone if you will, that that'll happen and that to me makes the most sense. Smash it down and rebuild on it another ride. You know, one that that causes you maybe a little less problems and ones that you know you, you just get it out of the memory you know no one's fighting about oh man you could turn it back you know no smash it down create a new red may i just say bravo for an excellent pun but also i see what you're saying i mean it does make the most sense what you're saying mm-hmm. i just don't want to believe it that's all well, yeah, it's a good case. thing we're living in this reality at the moment breast exactly exactly you can be like i hate <laughs> Key, when his new show comes out, I'm pretty sure you're going to be one of those people on Rotten Tomatoes hating it. <laughs> Down with Peel. Down with Peel. Not like the original. <laughs> and now for this week's Hidden Mickey Hunt. Among the stars you'll rise before you fall, in Hollywood's tower that's oh so tall. The fifth dimension, after ascension. The stars form Mickey and fade to a pall. Ah, are you checking in tonight? Welcome home. 
all right, buddy, this doesn't make any amount of difference for me. I don't think it makes a very big difference for you. But Disney has been teamed up with Dooney and Burke for a long time, making a lot of purses. Like, And to be fair, some of them that I've seen have actually been pretty cool. Like, they had one a few years ago for a food and wine festival. It was black, and it had a bunch of neon Chef Mickey's. It was freaking sweet. Okay. Stupidly expensive. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool looking. Well, now they're coming out with ones that are resort specific. I mean, if ever there was an idea to get people to spend a stupid amount of money on a piece of dead animal, that's it right there. Well, I would say, you know, what's really popular right now is those backpacks that we see everywhere. Exactly. Small little ones that they're basically turning into anything and everything. Yeah, I know. But this specifically, this is a purse company. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. I don't know that people would be okay with Dooney and Burke coming out with like a nylon backpack. Yeah. You know, I don't I genuinely don't think people would be okay with no, that. No, no, I know. I'm just saying like this isn't the first time a company comes in, it's just like, hey, there's so many things that Disney owns, we could just make a kajillion dollars on this. You're absolutely right. And the first one that they're gonna be doing is, and it makes sense, the Grand Floridian. Like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Because the Grand Floridian, man, it is a rich resort. Like, people yeah. who have money go there. So yeah. why would you not have that be your your hub for the resort, in, like, the individual the individualized resort bags? Makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And I got to be honest, I'm really looking forward to see what they do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it could be cool. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like a terrible idea. I mean, just to maybe look at. Oh, well, absolutely. I would not buy one. But they actually did one of the Haunted Mansion a couple years ago Mm -hmm. that was the wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm always, I always like seeing just different stuff, see different designs, you know. Exactly. If it's a purse, okay. But I can, as a guy, I can still look at it and be like, oh, that's a cool design. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, just because you appreciate it doesn't mean you're going to carry it. Yeah, I get it. I get know, it. I might. <laughs> if it's a really nice purse. All right. Now, you might not be able to really appreciate the purse, but I know one thing that you can't appreciate, and that's because of all your posts on Instagram. We got some new mugs, baby. Mm-hmm. Last week, we talked about how Trader Sam's came out with the new zombie head, right? Mm-hmm. Generation three zombie head, pink instead of blue, the whole nine yards. Well, they've released another third-generation mug. And Chris, say it with me. It's for the Oa, 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 Oa. This is great. Nice. Good I liked stuff. it. <laughs> I, wish I, I was, like, kind of there a little bit. <laughs> All we have to have now is little freaking winds come ripping through here. That'd like, be great. Like another Twilight Zone effect, Bryce. Dude, that sounds pretty cool. It is. And what is the mug for that? That's the bowl? It's a it's essentially a bowl. And that's right. where you take the the sugar, right? Or the cinnamon. The cinnamon and, and light it on fire. God, I love that drink. It's so much fun. We need a shoot like if we can, I don't know if we can do it, guys, but if we can find the audio from Jared that he took when we went <laughs> up there and the video guys, if we can find it, Bryce will try to find a way if he can put it on the show for you guys. But it's everybody screaming this drink and it's Jared's drink. Yeah. But he was videotaping me. So he didn't want to do it. And he's like Throw it into the flames, and all you hear is Bryce, just like sacrifice, <laughs> sacrifice it to the gods. Like it was, it was great. 
appease them now, Chris. Appease them now. Yeah. It was it was great. <laughs> That's that was sweet so though. Much fun. It's a cool mug. I like it. It is, and it's it's a wooden looking mug, and you have the monkeys on there, the three monkeys, the see, hear, and speak no evil ones, right? Mm-hmm. I think the Generation 2 one looked so much like wood because it was brown, yeah, and it had the wood texture on it, meant to make it look like wood. This one is more of like a green almost. It almost, this might not sound very appetizing, but if you think about it from Generation 2 to Generation 3, like the wood in Generation 2 rotted and made this green color. That's kind of what it looks like. Hmm. That's what I got from it anyway. Yeah. Apparently no, you didn't. Apparently <laughs> not. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. It sounds pretty cool. I mean, I do like it. I think it's interesting looking. Personally, I like the brown one a little bit more. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just me. Not only that, but I'm lucky because Micah bought the brown one. Might steal it from him sometime. Just go to his house, be all friendly. and Exactly. Just run out. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> <laughs> When stars are born, they possess a gift or two. One of them is this. They have the power to make a wish come true. Man, what a great trip. Let's relive it, huh? When stars are born, they possess... All right, Chris. The time has come, my friend, to talk yet again about a ride and a restaurant. We're going to do some reviews, buddy. Let's do it. All right. Which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the Yak and Yeti over Animal Kingdom, or do you want to talk about Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular over in Hollywood Studios? Let's go uh, Yak and Yeti first real quick. All right, man. So I have eaten at the Yak and Yeti twice. Right. How, have you been? Th- I know that you've been there once. Have mm-hmm. you been there before that? No. What did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah. I like the... Uh, I love the decor of the place. Like, you immediately feel like you're in, not here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like you're in Asia or something like that. I love the the artwork and the sculptures and stuff that they have, just bits and pieces of art all over the place. The sculptures are freaking Every awesome. time I'm walking around, I'm just like, gosh, I want to steal this stuff. Like, I just want to <laughs> take it all. It looks so cool. Um and yeah, the I just like we're talking about from the way it looks. The way it looks is awesome. It's a beautiful place. Like you feel really immersed. I agree, man. And just not only that, but everything, mm. everything. Because you talked about the artwork and the sculptures and stuff, and they are beautiful. Even like the wall color being like a, a like a light yellow, it gives it ambiance. They have a bunch of mirrors everywhere. Like, I actually really like the look of this restaurant. more. Yeah. Like, just thinking about it now, even more than I thought I did, I really do like the look of this restaurant. Yeah, and that's what a good Disney restaurant does. Like, you know, it, it'll kind of transport you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Because you can see the Florida. I mean, they do as much as they can to make you immerse, but, I mean, you know you're in Florida. So it's cool to, like, when you walk into a building, if they can kind of – take that sense of reality away a little bit, you know, that's a good job. And I feel like they do a good job with that, you know? No question at all. No question at all. Now, as far as, like, my service went, I have no real complaints about my service. They were fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were fine. They weren't bad. They weren't good. Like, they didn't do anything that stood out to me. Yeah. But they were just there. You know, like, they were kind of forgettable, which is not a problem, really, but... It doesn't stand out to me either, though, you know? Yeah, I hear you. What about you? I didn't have a problem that day that we went. 
with our large group of people, I didn't have any issues with the guy. You know, right. he seemed like he was okay filling up the drinks, and that's about it. Yeah, right, exactly. But he was pretty knowledgeable about the food. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know, what's in this? Does this taste good? Is there a lot of, say, like ginger in this? Yes yeah. or no? Like, he was good with that. Really, for me, service should kind of be like special effects in a movie. Mm-hmm. You don't really notice them when they're good. Yeah, yeah. But it stands out really sorely when it's bad, mm-hmm. you know? But that's just me. The food for me, though, here's the thing. When I went there the first time, people were like, oh, my God, you are going to lose your mind. This is fantastic. You've never been, like, congratulations. I'm so happy you get to go there. Like, I was expecting to be blown away. Yeah. And I got to tell you, man, when I ate it, I was full. Yeah. Like, it was fine. It was very mediocre, Mm-hmm. To me, I had the Mongolian beef the first time, and this last time that I went there with you, I had the orange chicken. Yeah, I think that's what we had, too. The Mongolian beef, it it was just this side of passable. I mean, honestly, really? it was pretty rough. It was, like, tough is really is what it was, but whatever. Like, I, you know, I ate it, and it was fine. The orange chicken was significantly better. But again, it's no better than something I could go over here to my local Chinese restaurant, my takeaway spot, mm-hmm. and just get Chinese food, you know? Yeah, I, I feel the same with you. It's not, you know, a lot of people talk do talk it up, and it, and it's not, like, again, it's not bad at all. It's just with the price and everything like that, you don't feel like you're you're getting anything more significant than, like you said, your average Chinese place. Like, I mean... You're, you know, it's not like I'm expecting Chef Morimoto, but at the same time, it's like you're like somewhere in, in between, you know, would be exactly good for the price you are still paying for this place. Because it is expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like it expensive. really is expensive. It's yeah. surprisingly so. Yeah. And it, you know, for- Especially when you eat the food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's it. But you know what it what I am happy with it, though, is that, like I said, it, it comes out, it's filling. It is. And that's good. Because, like, I mean, shoot, if I'm paying a million dollars for food and it's, like, okay, and yet they still can't get the portions correctly, I would be even more mad. But at least that's what makes this a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? I would agree with you on that. Now, tell me then, Chris, one to five, what would you rate the restaurant? Um, I would give it a three. Yeah? Just just barely a three, you know? Because, like I said, it, it, it it's a good place, but, I mean, it wouldn't be someone I would tell be like, oh yeah, go to Yak and Yeti. You got you got to try out Yak and Yeti. I'm, I, it's more just if you're feeling like in the mood for Chinese Asian inspired cooking, go there. I guess if you're in the park and you're near there. Yeah, and like I guess for me, I just compare it against something like Nine Dragons over in Epcot, mm-hmm. which to me Nine Dragons again is very mediocre, but it is better than Yak and Yeti. The Yak and Yeti has cool decor, and I like that a lot. But, I mean, honestly, because I'm just really not impressed by the food whatsoever, mm. I I got to give it a 2.5 because I wouldn't recommend it. As a matter of fact, I would recommend you not eat there. No. Go get anything else, really. Okay. And if you still want Chinese food when you come home, go get Chinese takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally. I'm, okay. I'm serious. No, I'm not fighting <laughs> with you on that. I I mean, I feel like there it's not a huge difference in, in score. 
Right. You know, it's so not. I, it's not. It's yeah. just, man, it makes me sad. I I wanted to like it more than I did, you know? Yeah. But there you go. So now that we have the Yak and Yeti out of the way, let's talk about Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Let's talk about that. I've done this a number of times just because it's been around since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been there for literally as long as I can remember. A long time. Exactly. Now, I know that you are a big fan of Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been over that a few times in the show. Right. But what do you think about it? Like, it, are you excited? Do you go there very often? No. And I'm, am I excited? No. Like, I mean, like, it's it's cool in a way to see the stunts. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stunts are pretty cool. But, I mean, once you get used to seeing it and you know what's going to happen, it takes away from it. You know what I'm saying? It does. I can I can understand what you're saying. And it just kind of feels like uh, you can be doing a lot more with the Indiana Jones property and that lot specifically. Like, I wish they can do more with it. At least update the stunts. You know, like update update your your backstage, your different scenes from different movies. Like, well, because it's only love, it's only scenes from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, and that's the thing. I would love how sweet it would be that be like a Temple of Doom scene, or yeah, or even Last Crusade has some cool stuff. I mean, just like update it now. You know what I'm saying? Because like I'm just right. so used to the same single thing. Well, and that's the thing, man. This show has been the exact same since I was a kid. Mm. Since I was a kid. And there's something weird about literally pulling back the curtain and seeing behind your favorite movie stunts. Mm-hmm. Like, when the show starts and you see Indiana Jones running down the ramp and the balls chasing him, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's actually really cool. I really like that. Then when you see the personal assistant, the, the PA literally pushing the ball back because it's made of styrofoam. You're yeah, like, yeah. Wow, that take that really takes a <laughs> lot away from it. Like it, yeah, yeah. it hurts the magic of it, you know? Mm. Because of that, man, I I don't know. I don't go on it very often. I actually stay away from it. Yeah, and that's the same thing here. It's to me it's it to me it's a waste of space. I love the Indiana Jones property. Me too. I love the cool like the the jeeps, the vehicles, the certain stunts in there are really cool, like them jumping from building to building. Mm-hmm. Certain stuff like that is really cool, but un- unfortunately, you're bogged down by a lot of like audience participation, lots of skits like that. Which you know, if you're in for that, I get what I get what they're going for. Like I get what this ride, what not the ride, I get what this stunt show is, right? You know, but I mean, ultimately, to me, it just feels like. It is a missed opportunity with the Indiana Jones franchise. I agree. And at the very least, if you're going to give me a stunt show, update it, give me the Temple of Doom stuff. Or, or shoot, there's more stuff in Raiders of the Lost Ark that you can do. Right. <laughs> like, there's just more stuff, more scenes. And I, and I get it. Because, like, I mean, you want to keep people safe. So it's like, it'd be great if you can just memorize that. But at the same time, it's like, it's killing me. You know, it's like, it's making me going, ah. I don't want that. And it's a big lot that it's on. And I'm like, man, this would be great if you just had an Indiana Jones ride there or something like that, you know? Yeah, and I wonder what it is about that show specifically, because this is going back a little bit, but when Lights, Motors, Action was still there, I actually really liked that show. I'm not a big, like, 
car guy where I'm like, oh my God, modified cars are the best. Mm. But to see these cars ripping through this lot, yeah. taking jumps, jumping through fire, yeah. it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit more dangerous. This feels a little bit more safe. Safe, yeah. And, and of course we want them to be safe. I'm sure. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, you saw the risk and fall. People driving backwards over ramps and and fire and all that craziness. Exactly. And it's like, wow, that that like that at least get my excitement level. Like, whoa, like that's cool. But I also wonder what it is about this show specifically that doesn't have that rewatch value. You know, because I will call for Disney to do something different with Philhar Magic until I am blue in the face. But the fact remains. I am still going to go on that ride. <laughs> I really, really like that show. Yeah. Right? Same thing with Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Now, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, that's always different and wonderful. People who don't like it are stupid. <laughs> Taking shots at me? <laughs> yes, I am. But even in the same park, man, you can go over to the Beauty and the Beast musical. I'll sit there and watch that. You know, I'm not going to watch it every time I'm there. But I'll tell you this, I've seen it way more times than I've seen the Indiana Jones I think show. a lot of it has to do with, like I said, the crowd interaction and the fact that, like, I ha- like out of all the shows, I've seen this one, like, the most. So it's 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 prob- probably that's just what it is. But, I mean, it constantly sells out. like Or not sells out, but it's constantly full. Every right. time I go there, it's just jam-packed. But I did get my friends on the show. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went with them for their first year anniversary. And they're like, you know, who's newly married? I'm like, hey, they got one year. His wife was not happy. She's like, shut up, shut up. She's yeah, smacking me. I wouldn't be too happy. But they they took him, and then she's like, oh my god, it was so much fun. Thank you for saying it was the best. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I had to rate it, I don't know, a 1.5. Like it's really, really low. I know that it's one of the things that like they show as like come to Disney, there's this here. And I honestly, I don't think they show that anymore. I don't think it's like one of the big features anymore either. No, it's really So not. if you're in Hollywood, dude, I would use your time, wait wait in line for, you know, the rock and roller coaster and, and, and you know, Tower of Terror. Well, and that's the thing. As opposed to sitting here. Well, and that's the thing. We didn't even bring this up or even touch on it. It's a long show. Yeah. It's like 40 minutes. Yeah. Like it's a good chunk of time because it is the same because I do find it a touch boring mm. and because it really does just murder movie magic, which upsets me a great deal. Okay. I'm going to go right along with you, man. I'm going to give it a 1.5. Yeah. So hopefully they update it. Hopefully they do something with it now that they have the rights to the Indiana Jones franchise and they're going to, hopefully do movies and figure all that crap out. Uh, It would be nice to see an update or just a demolition (laughs) or whatever. Just put something new there, you know? Well, to be honest with you, I think it's actually going to get rolled into Star Wars land. I think it's going to get rolled into that. Whatever. Just roll it into something. Absolutely, buddy. And that's the end for this week anyway. We wanted to thank you all for listening. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on DigiFox Studios Network, the Fox Playbox. Just type in foxplaybox.com and you can find all the shows in our network. 
If you would be so kind as to like, favorite, and subscribe, we would greatly appreciate it. It does get us up through the ranks so more people can find our show. On behalf of our entire crew, thanks for soaring with us.